best quote that I remember of my grandpa was, we'd always ask him what his favorite beer was, and he'd always say, the one in my hand. Nice. So it didn't matter, you know, it didn't matter what beer was, as long as he had one in his hand, that was his favorite. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show where you get to meet the awesome people behind the best craft beverages across the state of Arizona. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I sit down with Jared Dubina from Dubina Brewing Company. Jared's ancestors hail from the Czech Republic, a country who drinks more beer per capita than any other country in the world. If anybody's qualified to make beer, it's Jared. Let's tap into Dubina Brewing Company. All right, so I'm here for another episode. I'm with Jared Dubina. Jared, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Had to get my beer down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jared's got a good lineup in front of me. I guess, I, did I guess them all? Most of them. Yeah, you got them all. Yeah, just by smelling them. So my my uh, sensory um, senses. Is that <laughs> <any>? Yeah, <laughs> getting better. Um, so yeah, man, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. I appreciate you coming in and drinking some beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, all right, I'll be back. Um, you know, I have to go talk about beer. And she's like, and drink some beer. I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's part of the process, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, so take me back to the beginning. Like what, like your beginning of like making beer? Because you've been making beer for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, uh, my grandfather used to make beer and my great-grandfather owned five pubs in Chicago. Nice. Uh, it's how he survived the Great Depression. Um because during that time, there was one thing people didn't want to give up, and that was drinking. So uh, he got through the Great Depression. My grandfather started brewing beer and told me stories. And um, anyway, so I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And my cousins actually had brewed. And so I started just playing around with it. My first beers were awful. <laughs> and uh, I came up with this genius idea to convince my parents that we should open a brewery. Um, so my grandfather, one of my goals was to have my grandfather try my beer before you know i wanted him to try it and he ended up passing before i could ever oh, give him man. a beer yeah so um you know we kind of we pay homage to him with the beer you're drinking it's called grandpa's pills okay kind of gave it a punny name um uh but you know it's kind of to to contribute to him because the best quote that i remember of my grandpa was we'd always ask him what his favorite beer was and he'd always say the one in my hand nice so yeah. it didn't matter you know it didn't matter what beer it was as long as he had one in his hand that was his favorite yeah Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 So we ended up uh, starting the brewery in 2014. Um, and, you know, it was completely family funded. We didn't take out loans. We didn't take out anything. We just got our family together and started it up. We had no idea what we we're doing. Like back then, we thought we did when we opened. Right. Yeah. And realized we had nothing. So it's been a complete learning curve. And it's awesome to see where we're at now and just the family sticking together and, um, you know, that's, that's what I appreciate most. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool too, because I mean, just in the name itself, it's named after your family. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a few brewers. I mean, you got like McFate, but uh, most of them have like a, a different type of name, Mother Road, Arizona Wilderness, mm -hmm. but this and, and the, um, it's Czech, right? Yeah. Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Yeah. Yep. And that was like the inspiration for the beers that you guys started with. Yeah, right? definitely the Pilsner. Um, you know, we wanted to have, um, my philosophy is I'm just, I'm willing to go and try anything. Um, I don't want to hold back on an idea. Um, and so, but one of the things I really wanted to do is my grandfather was so huge on history that I wanted to tie in the history of beer. And so the, 
the Czech Pilsner, while people may say it's bland and, and I love that craft is really kind of embracing it now instead mm -hmm. of kind of rejecting it as a craft beer, but we wanted to brew a Czech Pilsner we wanted it to be authentic. So, you know, we use Czech sauce hops and oh, nice. yeah. So, and, and we just keep it real basic and it's a recipe that, um, you know, we got from the Czech Republic. So we wanted to be authentic in that way. So that was really one of our things that when we opened, that was our goal is to make a good Pilsner um, and, and pay tribute to our family with that. Uh, besides that, everything else is like, it either has some sort of history or it's, uh, we're going for, you know, going for the sky or, you know, reach for the sky or whatever. Something um, new. Yeah, something new, something yeah. uh, adventurous and um, not holding back with ideas. Okay, yeah. Well, that's kind of what you started with, right? I read an article about you did a, was it a cinnamon sourdough? Yeah. Beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was homebrewing. Yeah. I was, I had taken, uh, I remember like Dogfish had, had done like something where they had taken, and I had read other things like styles that had actually taken bread, like real bread and like, and it put that into the beer. And I was like, I all right. Chucked it in the barrel or the, into the, yeah, like the, uh, the secondary. So after it yeah. fermented, throwing it in there to give it some bready sort of, uh, anyway. So my idea was uh, I love sourdough. I'm gonna throw a bunch of sourdough and, uh, I'm going to do some cinnamon and some maple and I'm going to throw all this in there and no idea what was going to happen. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like, I don't think that was the best beer that I've ever made, right. but one of my home brewing days was I loved breakfast so much okay. that I yeah. wanted a beer that just tasted like breakfast. Right. <laughs> and I came up with this maple ale. Oh, nice. And right now it's one of our most popular seasonals. Really? And, uh, this last fall, we, we release it every fall this last fall. Uh, we at the brewery serve pancakes. And so if you ordered the beer, you could order pancakes with it. Wow. And it, it's just, I mean, it tastes like maple syrup in a glass, like yeah. in a beer form. Nice. So it was yeah. pretty popular then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, it's about, it comes in at about 10% alcohol. So okay. people love that too. That helps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Definitely helps. So, um, the, well, the Pilsner real quick, um, are Pilsners like lagers in the sense of like they're, there's a lot smaller window when you're brewing them to like less room for error. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's a lighter beer. Um, so when you brew something darker and heavier, um, there's so many complex flavors that, um, not to say that you can't find error, yeah. but I would say it's, um, it's harder to de detect errors okay. with a lager, especially like a Pilsner, yeah. since it's so light, so crisp, crisp and clean that um, the smallest off flavor can be detected. Oh, gotcha. Because it's supposed to be light, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, so if you have something like diacetyl or you have like a cabbage flavor, like it's going to be easy to find. Mm -hmm. So you really have to make sure you dial it in and you get it right um, because, you know, people will, will find it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fantastic. It, like it's, I was looking over your shoulder at the board there. I'm like, man, I think I could, I, I call these maintenance beers, you know, mm -hmm. in between IPAs, you have to, you know, spread your day out to yeah. maintenance beers, but this is a five and a half percent uh, yeah. alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's not, it's got some, some, it's not too heavy, no, but it's no. not, it's not like super light. Right. Yeah. Right. It's good, man. Thank it, you. This is really good. So, um, the, so what, what makes Czech beer like, um, unique? Well, Czech is actually the first place, uh, that the Pilsner was, uh, started oh, gotcha. the okay. lager. Yeah. The log. So that, that actually, you know, obviously loggers had been around Germany had done loggers and, but the Pilsner style of that really light beer, 
And it's actually the most popular beer. The Pilsner is the most popular beer in the world. Oh, really? Yep. It's okay. a, I mean, when you think about uh, the large, the very large uh, macro breweries, right? that's what they're brewing. That's, that's what true. they're selling. Yeah. And so that's the number one beer in the whole world. Makes sense now. Um, and uh, so when you think about it, you know, that came from the Czech Republic. Besides that, I mean, there are some... Uh, some amber style lagers and stuff that are that are Czech, but really um, they're most known for the Pilsner. Gotcha. And so when people said, "Oh, I thought you were brewing Czech beers," I'm like, "There's not a lot, you right. know." Like, <laughs> like when you think of Germany, there's a lot more German style beers mm -hmm. than there are like Czech beers. But, oh, gotcha. But yeah. we just wanted to make sure like we had one solid Czech beer. Right. Right. Okay. So. And they drink a lot, right? Like per oh, capita, yeah. like Czech yeah, is, yeah. That's the thing. I people never knew that. Everybody says Germany drinks the most, and I'm like, not when you count per capita, <laughs> like per person, because Czech, uh, the Czech Republic, is so much smaller, okay, in population yeah. than Germany, right? But uh, if you were to divide up how much beers drink per person, it's a lot more than what Germany drinks. So, really? Yeah, that's yeah. Like number a one secret. Yeah, it's. Nice. Uh, I mean, it, when we went to visit, it's funny. Beer is cheaper than water. Than water? Yeah. Like a yeah. You could bottle of water? You can get a bomber of beer cheaper than what you could get a bottle of water. Wow. Um, and the reason is, because <laughs> I asked, I was like, that's weird. They have to go through so much, like, filtration and everything for the water. Where with beer, the filtration, I mean, you know, you filter your water. But there's there's a lot more um, steps that they have to go through for the bottling water. Okay. Where beer, we boil it. Oh, gotcha. That that's the purification process. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, okay. and I mean, and Czech Republic, they already known for having some of the best water in the world. Right. Really. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. We're in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So they're, they're known for having the the. I mean, they there's even like they bottle what they call uh, mineral water. Okay. And um, in the U.S., we have a lot of restrictions against this, but uh, people actually believe that the water is healing, mm -hmm. and so they'll uh, they'll drink that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's they were known for having some of the finest water, and that's that's one of the things for uh, like a pilsner. You need to have really great water because uh, you'll be able to pick that up out of that beer as well. Gotcha. And so how do you do that here? Like how do you? Get we have water? a filtration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't. A lot of people ask us if we do RO. Uh, we don't have an RO system in place, um, but all of our water is filtered. So that's one of the things that we we have to have in place in order for that beer to come out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, so you were talking about early on, like you just kind of take risks, right? You take risks with, with your beer and yeah. it just kind of, I like that because it's like, okay, we should do this, this, and this. Well, but why, why do I have to do that? Why can't I just do what I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I grew up, I mean, my mom used to pull her hair out with me growing up. Um, I am the type of person that, uh, I'm told like, this is the way things are. And I will test that. Like, I'll be like, I don't agree. Uh, and, uh, not, not, I mean, not, but I want to find it out myself. Right. Not you to know? agree, not to disagree, just to disagree, but because you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to be told like, this is the way things should be. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, that's part of it. And that's why like, you know, I love sours and I'm willing to like try different stuff with the sours. And, uh, a lot of people, I don't want to say shy away from sours, but mm -hmm. uh, hesitant because of the the, the risk of cross-contamination, which is a very big concern. Why? Um, the bacteria. So when you're souring, you're adding uh, a bacteria, 
lactobacillus. Okay. I see what you're saying. And what happens is if you allow that to get into your other beers, you now have sours in your other beers. Mm. Uh, so you could be having a sour stout, you know. If And so what we do is uh, I'm not going to say that there is no risk. There is. There, just the fact that we do sours in the same space as our regular ales, there is a slight risk. Okay. Um, but it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Right. <laughs> I trust that my brewers do a great job of cleaning. Uh, obviously, airborne is one thing that could happen. Uh, um, but I trust my brewers that they do a great job of sanitation, um, that they do the best they can to um, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen. But um, I love sours. My wife, that's like one of her favorite beers are sours. And, nice. And so I want to make sure that we definitely have something that she likes to drink and uh, – so it's one of those things, like, I'm just willing to try the new styles and uh, go for it. Yeah. Like the Sati. Um, we don't have it on, but Sati is one of the beers that we did. It's an old Finland style. And uh, the story is that peasants used to brew it in Finland uh, with juniper. They would take juniper branches, and they didn't have a way to hold back the grain to separate the liquid from the grain. So they used juniper branches. Well, I was like... I've never brewed this before, but let's go try it in our system. Yeah. And I went up north and got juniper branches. Oh, wow. And then I just brewed it. Yeah. You know, it was like I was willing to just try that beer out. Yeah. Um, I had never brewed it on small scale or anything. I just went for it. Big in the big time. Like in yeah. the, in the big was, one. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, well, let's just try it. So, <laughs> nice. I mean, that's that's part of taking risks is I'm not afraid to look and read. Obviously, I try to research as much as I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, not afraid to, yeah, I'm not afraid to be like, look, this sounds delicious. Let's just go for it. Yeah. And I, I've not, I've never heard of anybody putting branches into their, into their beer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, awesome, there are, there's some farmhouse uh, yeah. breweries that have done that, but yeah, we, I mean, we tried to brew it. We put the branches into the kettle and did exactly what they would do. Yeah. To try to replicate those flavors. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Um, so so I read an article um, early on. Um, there was a, there was an article. I can't remember what magazine it was, but the the guy criticized like your beer, um, and then he came back in to kind of give it a second chance. Is that kind of is that kind of the summary of yeah, the story? Yeah, we but had I a, love the way you approached it, man. Tell we me about that. we started um, 2014. Okay, uh, we had brewed some good beers and some not so good beers, and so uh, a freelance writer for a local magazine came in. And basically said, like, in the article, he said that there were a couple good beers, but, um, you know, we were brewing bad beer. And uh, for me, like, I, I told him straight up, like, because nobody saw a reaction out of me. I think people were waiting to see, like, yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. um, and usually when somebody, like, attacks your business that way, you know, it's like attacking your family. Of yeah. course, I, I told him afterwards, I was like, of course I was pissed, <laughs> but I let only my family see that, like yeah. inside my household, right. where it should be. Um, and I didn't say anything. Besides that, my goal was to prove the article wrong. Like, so here I am. And it's like, okay, so how do I correct that? What do I need to do that's going to make that individual come back, try our beer and be like, look. I'm impressed. Yeah. And that, that was kind of my goal. And, you know, I didn't say that I didn't, it was just about coming in each day and just doing what I needed to do right. to improve. Um, so yeah, he came back, he started, he started writing with uh, draft magazine and they came in uh, or he came in and he wanted to do a follow-up article and asked me, you know, all the questions about what happened, um, why we changed. And, um, and so, you know, he was drinking some of our beers and stuff and, and I just, that's what I told him. I said, look, it was, 
it pissed me off. But at the end of the day, it's not like I'm going to sit there and justify, um, you know, it wasn't his article. He wasn't the only one. I, I basically took that article. I went and talked to a bunch of people. I said, what are your thoughts on this? Nice. And, you know, there were some close friends and they're like, I agree. Your, your beers sometimes are hit or miss. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so what, what do I need to do that corrects this? And, um, and so we just went forward with that and then he came back in and he was impressed and that was my goal. My yeah. goal is to brew quality beer. Um, yeah. I'm willing to take risk, but, uh, one risk I don't want to do is put bad beer on yeah. and I've, you know, dumped beer before and I'm willing to dump beer, um, and lose the sales over the fact that I just want to make sure that every beer on tap is quality. Yeah. Nice. And I like, that's a great approach because, um, you know, it's, it's hard. Like you said, it's like a person, you feel like it's a personal shot, right? Yeah. I mean, like, my name's on the building, you know, yeah, yeah, literally your <laughs> yeah. name's on the building. Yeah. Because it's, but a lot of people would just take that and say, oh, screw you. I know what I'm doing. You know, what the hell do you know about making beer? I'm going to do this my way. But I like the approach that you took because, because, you know, you're like, Hey, maybe it's not, maybe it's not, you know, what I want it to be, but I'm going to make it even, even better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really the, the, the approach. And um, there's going to be a time where um, where there's going to be en enough breweries that um, people are going to choose the good ones and not, not good ones. And, right. uh, I mean, people already do choose that. But in Arizona, we're still so young. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a point. And, it's, and, you know, you don't want to be known for brewing bad beer. Right. And it irritated me that we had one article hanging over us. And yeah. I didn't want that to continue to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen other companies that sit there and they, they become, um, defensive over, oh, yeah. you know, a, a negative article. And, um, I didn't want to be that way. I wanted to really kind of take it as a learning opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're doing great, man, because this, Thank you. this is, this is fantastic. And so you, it's you and your dad, right? You and your dad, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, so it's me and my dad, we started it. Okay. Uh, my mom, you know, helps out. Like she's as much part of it as, as we are. Okay. Um, and then I have other family that's willing to come in and help. Um, and, and that's what I love is it's not just me and my dad. It's, it's everybody in our family. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny because sometimes they'll sit at the bar and my bartenders will be like, somebody from your family's here. I've never met them. I've been working <laughs> here for like two years and I've never seen them family? before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huge family. So it's funny. They're like, I just met somebody new and, uh, you never know who's going to come in. Yeah. So, and you were telling me that your dad, um, he's kind of the jack of all trades, right? Like, Oh yeah. 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 He's, uh, actually his business cards say, uh, Oh crap. What did I put on there? Oh, the nuts and bolts. Nuts like, that's and what he started calling himself. Cause and his he, business cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Because I mean, like he's, if anything needs to be fixed or repaired, he was in the Navy. Um, you know, he's a veteran and, um, he doesn't like to boast about it, mm -hmm. but he was a veteran and he was an electrician, uh, in the Navy. Okay. And so he just about anything that needs to be done, he can do it. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I love because I don't have those skills. I have all the, my degrees in business administration. So okay. I have like the, the planning and the, the numbers and stuff, but yeah. Uh, man, if something's broken, don't look at me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, that's great though, because you have to have both. Yeah. I, I think that that would be a challenging part about opening up. I mean, any business, but like a brewery specifically, um, it's like, Hey, I can make great beer. Let's open up a brewery. Well, that's a, I mean, it's a big part of it, but there's so much more that goes, goes there's a around lot. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it just, I had no idea what I was getting 
ourselves into. And um, and I've realized now, like, I don't have time to brew beer. And it's not it's not a bad thing. But, like, owners, um, you know, if you start out young, yeah, you can brew the beer. But it's hard. Like, if you ask anybody who's an owner, it's hard because you have to be doing the paperwork and staying on top of your taxes and your, you know, like, you're doing payroll and this. And then salespeople are coming at you and you're trying to run a business. And when I was brewing, there was times where I had to get payroll done, but I was in the middle of like mashing in. Ah, man. And so it's like, okay, so you have to be able, you know, we still have a lot of the creativity that goes on. Yeah. But we just have to have the right people who can execute the quality. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be hard, I would think. Was that hard for you to step away from the brewing part of it? I mean, yes and no. I mean, yeah, I love the, how fun it is, but um, at the same time, I really want the business to do well. So Mm -hmm. I knew that. I had to if I wanted the business to do well. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were, um, I saw an article too. You were named the 2015 Brewery of the Year uh, by, what was it, New York International Beer yeah, Competition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, How did so, that feel? It, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's it definitely getting that type of stuff mm-hmm. is, is fun. Um, and uh, for me, I'm like, that's great, but I want to keep going. <laughs> like, okay. yeah. yeah, like I love it and I love getting accolades and I love getting articles written up and I love this. Um, but for me, it's like I want to instead of sit on something and like hang it up on the wall and be like, yeah. look what I did. Right. Like I would rather put it on the wall and go walk away mm-hmm. and keep focusing on improving more. Okay. You know, nice. and yeah. like, that's, that's what I want. I would rather have the wall full of metals, um, than just have a couple and be proud of the couple. Yeah. So that those are like more fuel than the end goal. Yeah. Like, hey, absolutely. We got this. Hey, we're good. Let's just coast from this point. on. Yeah. Like I, that's not my philosophy. It's like, that's great, but who cares? Like, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. And it feels good. Like it feels good. Like, because you, you have to have those victories along, along the way to be like, all right, yeah, we're doing the right thing. But, yeah. um, I don't know about you, but when I get things like that and then it motivates me even more yeah it's like hell yeah let's let's keep this thing rolling yeah, yeah. absolutely nice so uh the beer i mean that's that's what we're we're, we're here sorry for. about all the noises we're getting ready to open <laughs> hey no that's all right that's all right i love it i love the i love the background noise the, the commotion i should have came in the middle of the day when i could hear everybody talking you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um tell me about some of your like flagships so you, you've got you try you have kind of some rotating ones that you, you try some different stuff but mm-hmm. but you have some some flagship beers right? absolutely yeah, yeah. so our our Bell Road IPA is probably our longest flagship. That's okay. the one that you have in your hand right now. Nice. Man, um, the timing is great on this on this episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Bell Road IPA was probably one of our first really good IPAs that we made, and we've just held on to it. Um, and so that, that that was our first one. Then we came up with uh, – we did a night where we did all these infusions of our Bell Road IPA, and we let people vote. And the Blood Orange ended up winning. So we kept that as a flagship. So okay. now we have our Bell Road. We have our Blood Orange. Our Blood Orange is our top selling. Okay. Like uh, through the kegs that we sell out to accounts, mm-hmm. I think it's like 40% of the kegs are, are Blood Orange. Oh, wow. So this is this is a this is a, a flagship at this point. Yeah. The yeah. Blood the, the, okay. the Blood Orange and the Bell Road are flagships. Okay. Uh, we have the Pilsner, which you had was a flagship. Okay. Yep. And then we have one Sour as a flagship, our Guns and Gozes. Guns and Gozes. Okay. Yeah. So that's a Goza style. has a little bit of salt and a little bit of uh, sourness to it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Perfect. So uh, food too. You guys have food. Yeah. 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 We have food. What? what uh, tell me about the, like, the food menu. 
Um, it's delicious. <laughs> but uh, one thing we strive for, I mean, like, we want the best beer. We also really want quality food. Um, our priority is the beer first. Right. And it's funny because we started getting recognition about our food before we did about the beers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, because we had that article that our beers were, weren't were good. And oh, it's like, yeah. and I was like sitting there and we didn't intentionally go out to try to make the best quality food. Like, we're not yeah. chefs. We have no background in that. Right. But I was like, I just thought, like, how would I want to operate? So, like, one thing we did is um, we try to get the best beef as possible, the freshest beef that we get it. Actually, uh, literally, the company is grinding it up and delivering it to us. And um, so it's it's extremely fresh yeah, beef. Nice. And we don't do anything crazy with it. We yeah. literally just salt pepper it and throw it on the grill nice. uh, for our burgers. And then uh, we use pretzel buns that are nicely warmed up. And then um, – we uh, serve everything. We just started doing house chips. So oh, really? Yeah, they're potato chips. Nice. Uh, we literally take the potatoes, we slice them up, and then we fry them. Okay. So uh, they're in-house. It's like there's nothing from the freezer. Yeah. We were trying to – we were using, like, freezer frozen french fries. And I was just like, one, like, who wants to see a bag come out of a freezer <laughs> knowing that they're going to eat it? Like, you know, it was like nobody wants to see that. People want to yeah. see stuff that's fresh and know yeah. that, like, look, it's in-house. And so yeah. that was one of our motivations to nice. uh, switch over from stuff that's from the freezer. So that's what we really try to do. We have, I think we have great burgers, great brats. Mm-hmm. We use Shriners uh, for our brats. Who is that? Shriners. Shriners? Yeah, yeah they're local. local right? yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they package everything local and they smoke them for us. So um, then when we get them, we soak them in our beer. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just a delicious beer brought. Right. It, well, the buns are local too, right? Oh, yeah. Local yeah. I mean, yeah. local bakery, local sausage. Um, the beef, uh, I don't know. I mean, they know where it comes from. I just haven't asked them where. But yeah. they grind it up locally uh, for us. So, we try as much as we can to get our produce and our uh, everything we can locally because, yeah. um, you know, we're a local business and people coming in, they're coming in to support us cause mm-hmm. they support local. Right. And it would be kind of, uh, silly for us to not support local through the stuff that we buy. Yeah. You know, it's True. like, yeah. you know, it's like, uh-huh. okay, they're supporting local, but then we're supporting national brands. Right. No, we should be supporting local as well. So it's, yeah. it's a, a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that, that it tastes better too. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, that all that fresh stuff is so much better than yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbing a big bin of like buns that look like crap. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, it's like crap. It, it's you know, a lot of times people will um, assume that local is better. That's not always the case, mm-hmm. but when you seek for local that's fresh and that you know they have the quality behind it, then you know it's better. Right. And and that's the thing is we want to not only just find local, but it has to be quality. Yeah. You know, if it's local and it's – there are some bakeries that um, we've sampled their stuff that are local, and it's just not there. Mm. And for us, we, yeah. we aren't willing – we're glad that we have somebody local. But, right. um, you know, it's like if there was a – if they had came in and we didn't, you know, know about anything else, like we would have to go – to something larger. And it's right. the same thing with produce. Like yeah, yeah. during summer, we can't get local produce because it doesn't grow. Oh, yeah. So we have to go to California to get our produce. Right. To, so it's stuff like that. You know, yeah. that's why I say as much as we can. We don't promote that 100% or, right. you know, we don't, we just, we're trying the best we can do mm-hmm. with whatever, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are doing great, man. I, I, I love this place. It's, it's, uh, every time I've come here, the beer is great. I think I had, 
Um, I think I'd have brought one of the times I came here, but beer is always my number one priority. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's ours, too. Yeah. I'm just glad that we have good food, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's – well, I was going to say this, too. Um, it's, it's, it's a simple um, menu. You're not doing anything crazy. Yeah. Right? But what you're doing is great. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, you know what? Let's focus on – these things, this is what we're going to do, but let's like make these things. Like, I look like a mad stick. genius, but the truth was <laughs> I was like, the reason the menu is simple. And when we first started, like our menu was stupid simple. We had like six items on the menu, but we just organically added and we did stuff that one, how is it going to be easy? And would people want to eat this with their beer? Yeah. Or yeah, would they want to eat this while they're drinking their beer? Yeah. And then that was just kind of our thing. And we're like, okay, well, let's do a burger. You know, let's do brats. Those, those shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. Um, and then we just kind of developed it from there. Uh, like I said, we have no cooking background. We had no commercial kitchen. Right. Like literally my mom grew up. My mom worked so many hours that she never cooked. So it's ah, not like okay. we had like recipes. We didn't have. And um, so it was pretty much it's just kind of cool that we were able to put something good together. And yeah. we keep it simple. We try not to like go crazy. I love some of the breweries though. That like, uh, I remember when I was at uh, the craft brewers conference, I was mm -hmm. talking to a brewery and they do like Asian food with their beer. Oh wow! And it's like you know they they, inf they infuse the beer into the Asian food, yeah. and I was like that's smart. Like I love the people who have that culinary background. Yeah, um, yeah. because they can do all that creative stuff. Mm -hmm. But for us, I'm just keeping it simple and just yeah. stuff that you know you would come into um, you know a pub and you'd expect like you know just some some burgers and some brats. I mean, that's just really, I tried to dumb it down as much as I could. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> do you guys have any events? Like, do you, any, I, I saw one article that you guys do a beer and wine. You did a beer We did and a wine. beer and wine. Yeah. That's interesting. Like you paired the wine in the beer. Like, yeah, I was reading up there. Yeah. I mean, somebody wrote an article. That's where I got the idea. And they were um, putting beers side by side with wine and how they're similar. Yeah. And I found it really interesting. So yeah. I, I wanted to try it myself. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, let's do an event. And it was amazing because there's people who love wine who just don't like beer. And there's people who like beer who don't like wine. Right. And I was like, well, what if we put them side by side? And maybe like those people who have couples where one person likes wine, one person likes beer, have them come in and try to cross over right. and, and get a chance to like see similarities in right. beers and stuff. And so, yeah, there were some beers. I mean, some were hard. It was like there was a Cabernet and we put it next to our Russian Imperial. Uh, like, yes, uh, you know, we were saying like the Cabernet is like the king of wine. Yeah. And the Russian Imperial is like the king of beer. <laughs> yeah. But they really don't have a ton of similarities in flavor. No, no, they don't. But we we, we paired those up. But there were some like Argoza paired well with a wine. Um, started with a G. I don't remember the name. Uh, of what the wine was more but like a soury, soury. It, it was, yeah, it was like okay. really like, uh, it was a white wine. Then some, what's that? Gertzeminer. Gertzeminer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had never had it before, but they actually were quite pretty similar. Yeah. And I was shocked by that. Yeah. So it's interesting. Cause you don't ever like find a liquid paired with liquid. Yeah. It's, usually, it's a liquid with a solid, you know, like yeah. try this brat with this beer or this cheese with this wine, not like try it. Yeah, I love this it. wine with this beer. Yeah, but you should add a third element, do like whiskey or something. Yeah, you know, people be stumbling out the door. <laughs> well, that was our thing is we did couples. It was for Valentine's Day, so hopefully yeah. couples would come in. Yeah. And uh, you know, if one person in the couple was like, "Hey, I like wine. I like beer," we'd hopefully get them to come in and yeah, try you know each other's passions. And that's cool too because you guys were able to 
make that pairing yourself. Like if I drink beer, my wife drinks wine. I'm like, I have no idea what beer you would like. But you yeah. guys kind of cut out that. It's like, hey, well, if you do like this beer or this wine, try this beer. Yeah. Yeah. And the other way beer. around too. Like yeah. if you like this beer, try this wine. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times when we think like a lot of people, when I talk to them, they're like, I don't like beer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me a chance. Like, <laughs> that's like, a challenge. Like, I they're thinking it, yeah. like macro brewery. I don't like beer. And it's like, well, have you ever had a sour? Wait, what's a sour beer? Mm-hmm. It's like, there, exactly. Like, yeah. I've got your interest. Same thing with wine. Like, I'm not a wine person, mm-hmm. and trying those wines was was huge to me. But um, when I think of wine, I just think of, like Cabernets and uh, like Chardonnays. Like, that's right. it. Like, you think of like reds and whites. Yeah. And that's all I think. But I didn't know that there's so much more to it. Right. Right. Well, what you have other uh, other events? Are there, is there anything else? You yeah, guys yeah, do? yeah. Um, so we do events. Um, we are not well planned out. I'll be honest. <laughs> like we don't sit at the beginning of the year and plan all our events. Yeah. We really like plan a month by month. Okay. Uh, my staff hates me for that. Right. <laughs> uh, but I really, I just have so much going on that I don't do a good job of planning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should uh, think about that. But <laughs> right now, like we're focused on spring training, so we don't have any super. Like events gotcha. going up. Yeah. Uh, spring training is going on. Our beers, we have five beers on at Pure Sports Complex. And uh, the airport and Terminal 2 just opened up. There's a Oso location. Oh, yeah. Just opened up last week. And our nice. beer's on there. Ooh, so nice. right now, like, our beer is so tied up yeah. <laughs> that my brewers are stressed. And uh, I'm trying to make sure that all that stuff can go on. And then probably in April, we'll post on, on Facebook. If you follow us, um, we put all our events up there. So if you follow us, you'll get notified of events and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, I like that though, because I I think sometimes you you would, people would feel the pressure of like, man, we got to do this. We got to do that. Like, you know what, let's take care of, let's keep operations. I'm I'm literally month by month. Like, (laughs) like I said, people don't like it, but I'm seriously like for March, I'm zoned in on, spring training. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that this goes well and that the airport goes well. Um, that not to say they don't have any events, like we still got beer flowing here we still got food, but I want to make sure that those people are taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then once they are, you know, I can start focusing more on doing fun events here. Yeah. Yeah. We always do parties. So like if, if anybody has a party, like we accommodate for that. So, okay. um, we love to have like retirements here mm. and, um, or birthday parties. We had some lady who did a birthday party the other day and, uh, she was like, I want to like, you know, put stuff up. And I was like, go for it. Like, yeah, you know, nice. like she, she had a party planner and she paid for a party planner and set up this whole party and we we're like, yeah, go for it. Like, that's cool. Man. Yeah, we, yeah. We're really, we're into, into that type of stuff. So if yeah. anybody has like a party that they want to host at the brewery, we're for it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's unique too, because I think most of the time people do have so many things planned out. It's like, oh, sorry, we can't do it that day. We have this going on. Mm-hmm. We can't do it that day. You keep it open. It's more about the the customer. In yeah. a way. I'm not saying that the other ways aren't about the customer, but this is like, yeah, you want to have a party here? Yeah, come yeah. on. Put, you know, streamers up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, uh, seriously, she put some lights up and it was yeah. like, yeah, it's it's definitely, we, we care about the community. And I had talked mm-hmm. to... Um, Steve McFate, when we were opening, uh, and I love Steve McFate, and I had asked him, like, you know, you have all these guys who are online that are, like, the beer nerds, and yeah. you have, and I'm like, what what, what do you focus on? Like, what's your customer base? And he's like, to be honest, your biggest portion of your income at the Brewer Pub is your neighborhood, mm-hmm. is your local customers yeah. that are within your neighborhood. And uh, I'd never thought about that. Like, I was so concerned about 
you know, this and this and this. And then Bringing I was people, like, how do I track? Yeah. How do I track people? Yeah. And you know, like Arizona wilderness, they're attracting people from all over the country. And it's yeah. like, and I'm sitting there, I was like, yeah, you know, like focus in on your neighborhood. Yeah. And so that's definitely one thing we try to do is we want to be uh, a place that when people come out of town for family, mm -hmm. they're like, let me show you my neighborhood brewery. Yeah. You know, so people yeah. come in, this is the place that they want to come to. Yeah. And you got, I mean, you're, you've got a pretty sweet location here too, because I mean, that way you've got what you've got Peoria artisan mm -hmm. freaking, um, but you're, there's not much around here. Like, no, you guys, you guys when we uh, opened, there was nothing. Yeah. Like literally it was rock bottom. Yeah. But there was nothing. And then, uh, I mean, there was freaking, um, but they're, they're a different dynamic, yeah. you know, they're, they're a production brewery yeah, that yeah. has a tap room. So mm -hmm. it's, it's different. There was no pubs besides rock bottom and uh now pure artisan and richter's open up and that's that's awesome because uh somebody joked once and said i'm gonna open a brewery across the street from you and i told him i said do it it was like <laughs> yeah. that is awesome do it yeah. because people it's not it's not like that it's not mm -hmm. like you have a gas station another gas station opens up and the one's gonna put the other out of business yeah people jump from breweries they go travel oh, yeah. around to different breweries mm -hmm. so the more breweries there are the more ability it is for people to want to go. So one person may know about the brewery across the street, but doesn't know about us. Yeah. But they'll find out because yeah. somebody will be like, oh, let's go over there. Like, dude, there's another one right yeah. across the street. Well, we got to go. Exactly. Like, I mean, who does 15 minutes, but we can get a beer in. <laughs> <laughs> who does that at a gas station? Like, oh, I just filled up. But hey, there's one across the street. Let's go fill up there too. <laughs> right. yeah. Like that doesn't happen. So yeah. it's a different, it's a different dynamic. And I yeah. encourage you. I love seeing the West Valley starting to get more breweries up here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, you guys are, you guys are like the anchor point here. So I, I love it. And you're my closest brewery too. So nice. <laughs> yeah. I need to make more trips down here, but, uh, so you guys are on 67th Avenue in bell. Yep. Um, you guys are on all social media, Instagram. What, how do you, how do you find yeah. you on Instagram? Yeah. So that? we're on Instagram. Uh, it's just at Dubina Brewing. Okay. Uh, Facebook, uh, just search Dubina Brewing. Yep. Uh, those are probably the two best to follow us. We're on Twitter. Um, but honestly, I probably just like and repost stuff. Yeah. I don't Twitter's really kind of, yeah. yeah, I don't comment. <laughs> I don't really reply to too many people. Yeah. So, um, if people use it, that's great. Mm -hmm. I will repost your stuff if you tag us. Uh, but I'm probably not going to go out of my way and start a Twitter fight. Right. Um, <laughs> that's probably a good idea yeah. for more reasons than one. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Facebook, uh, I probably the most and uh, okay. Instagram as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Absolutely. No, thanks so, for coming in. You guys got to come here, try all of the beers. I had five and every one of them, five small ones. Let me clarify. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have five 16 ounces, <laughs> no 80 ounces of beer here, but uh, no, great place. Come get some food, get some beer. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If so, do me a favor. Tell a friend. If you like it a lot, go to iTunes. Give me a rating and review. Let's spread the word. In the next episode, I travel back to my homeland, Ohio, and I go to a brewery that is changing the way that small town Ohio is drinking their beer. You don't want to miss this one. In the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.